Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Because there's nothing like a weekend pause with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. These people need to know who the hell's in charge here. Welcome to episode 192. Can you believe it? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? I guess we get to like 300. I'll be like, do you, do you believe 300? Oh, that's true. <laughs> We've been doing this podcast for so long. And uh, you know what? If we had done it every week, like a lot of people have hoped that we would, uh, we'd be up to oh, 600 by now, I think. Oh, ooh, th- yeah, there Maybe? would be a lot. Exactly. So uh, welcome to Walkers and Talkers. I'm David Brody from Elvis Strand, the morning show. That, of course, is Jamie. From Light FM. How are you, Jamie? I'm great. How are you? Good. Uh, how's that thing you were seeing the doctor about? Hey, we weren't supposed to talk about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. First trimester. We don't want to jinx it. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> right now, everyone's going, what? No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Anyway, we're going to try to do a, a more walkers and talkers-ish episode today, uh, as opposed to last week when we kind of ran through three episodes. Yes. Today, we are going to saunter through two episodes. Ooh, saunter. I like to saunter. Yeah, so we're going to uh, sashay through episodes 15 and 16 of Fear the Walking Dead Season 6. Have you been enjoying the last two weeks? I have been. I When it ended, I'm like, oh, wait, it's done? No. <laughs> I have enjoyed this season more than last season. But, uh, you know, losing John, spoiler, John Dory Jr. is dead. There was a lot of what? And a lot of bullshit and some plagiarism in the plagiarism. finale. Plagiarism. Yes, that that I, I will mention and I'll tell you how I know about it when we get there. So uh, let's start with last week's episode, which was uh, USS Pennsylvania. Yes. That is, uh, the Scooby gang is trying to stop Teddy and his disciples from uh, shooting off nuclear missiles out of the uh, submarine. Yeah. Because Morgan 
stabbed him in the shoulder, Riley, rather than killing him. Of course. And by the way, sporadically in this episode, I'm going to talk about the shoulders of the Walking Dead universe. That thank you. Please address that. I'm on the board. shoulders. The shoulders yes. of the Walking Dead. Yes. Universe. <laughs> so uh, the episode started off uh, Teddy talking to Dakota in a really creepy scene. He says, "You know, you found a home here," and he says to her, "Would you rather be somebody else uh, and live trying to please everybody, or be who she is and die?" And she said, "She said she'd rather die and Jeez. be who she is." That was just kind of creepy. And they were in the dark. The lights hadn't come on yet in the submarine. They're both creepy. <laughs> we also find out that Riley used to be on the submarine, which means we will probably see him in the miniseries ah, yes. about the submarine, right? Yes, absolutely. And I'm going to mention him later because I think he was responsible for some of the weird shit on the submarine. <laughs> so everyone, the whole Scooby gang, except for Wendell, goes to the submarine. I mean, how would you explain Wendell in a wheelchair? You couldn't. Getting there and then getting into the submarine. Yeah, you couldn't. So, and, and as we know, he's filming NCI, uh, NCIS? No, yeah. Right, New Orleans. I think he's on, he's on one of the NCIS shows. And uh, the, we talked about how the schedules didn't line up because of COVID. Yeah. And so he's not really on the show, which makes it a lot easier for them to not have to write in the storyline of a man in a wheelchair and a submarine. True. They just throw his name out every once in a while, so we know. Right. Your brother, your brother, your brother. I don't know. Was where If he's in Lawton or one of the other communities, then obviously he has to be in one that conveniently has a cellar or some yeah. kind of bunker. Oh, yeah. That someone's going to carry him down into. Oh, my God. You're right. Right? I mean, they can easily just kill him off. How are they ever yeah. going to find him again in a nuclear holocaust? I, I have no idea. Good point. Because, as as I think I mentioned last week, but I'll mention again this week, nuclear fallout can last up to five years. It does. Can last I don't a remember longer, if you said that. Up to Whoa. Six years. So they may be under, I think I did, they're going to be underground for a while. There's going to be a time jump. That's scary. Oh, you did say this. Yes. Yeah. You really should listen to the podcast, Jamie. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm a little tired today. Many yes, people you did find mention. it uh, entertaining. <laughs> Anyway, Morgan goes in first, and he has a radiation detector with him because he's got to make sure there's no radiation in the uh, submarine. Yes. Although radiation doesn't seem to phase anybody on this show. They talk about it. Everyone's exposed to radiation. Grace was had a bucket of Gatorade radiation poured oh, on her. Oh, was cooking in it. She's fine. She's all good. <laughs> she's She looks great. Pretty woman. A walker attacks Morgan. They shoot it, and then they want to check on Morgan to make sure he wasn't bitten. He wasn't. Then Morgan talking to Grace decides now is a good time to get deep with her. Oh, so stupid. Right, they're trying to stop a nuclear warhead from being fired off. He's like, hey, you know what? Let's about talk that, about they, us. Let's talk about feelings. Let's have the talk. <laughs> yeah, the talk. And she's, she's all about like, no, I'm not going to do that here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm depressed about my kid dying. Oh. Let, let, let's not talk about this here. Strand, Dwight, and Sherry realize the walkers uh, in there are crew members. And now they're worried about how many crew members are on the sub. Oh, yeah. Right? Because obviously there'd be a lot of walkers. A lot. A lot of crewmen. They call Luciana, who's trying to get the schematics for, for the, for the uh, submarine. She did good. She's, she's at a naval yard. Conveniently happens to be nearby. <laughs> oh, you know, I thought there's a naval yard nearby. Really, where a submarine <laughs> happened to wash up in the middle of Texas. Boy, you know how many naval yards are in the middle of Texas? None. I, mean, I guess they're near the coast because didn't they wash up in Galveston or... Yeah, something Somewhere. like that. Yeah. So I guess they're not far from the water, although they never go to the water, which is odd to me. Anyway, they must be pretty close to the water because the submarine washed up on shore. Yeah. Right? So I guess they're nearby, but but still. Yeah, it's a naval base. Yeah, Texas is a big place. <laughs> it is huge. 
Luciana tells them there were 150 crew members on board, and they all seem to be behind this one latch because they hear them uh, making noise. Morgan wants to go in alone, and everyone else says, we're with you, we're all going in. You're not alone, Morgan. They go into the crew's quarters. Morgan kills a bunch of them. They're everywhere. Uh, John Sr. locks the hatch from the inside so no one can follow them. Yeah, smart move. Okay. Morgan calls Grace on the walkie, and Teddy intercepts the call. Then John gets on the mic and reminds him that he's the one who put him in jail, and Teddy gets a little nervous, but he's cocky. He did look nervous for a minute. (laughs) At this point, you're thinking... Yeah, John's gonna hunt this badass down. Yep, he's gonna. Yep, he's gonna. He's gonna. He's gonna. You know, uh, cowboy his ass. <laughs> we learn later in episode sixteen. Meh, meh. Doesn't exactly cowboy his ass. <laughs> yeah, Teddy tells him he's gonna explode the bombs near the submarine, uh, which means a lot more walkers because anybody out there is gonna die. Um, then more walkers start coming out of nowhere, and they can't find Morgan now. They don't know where Morgan is. I know can't they find call him. him. Like, where the hell did he go? Right. Sherry and Dwight find a whole bunch of crewmen handcuffed to each other and to pipes, and it looks like they're all shot in the head. Oof. And I wonder if Riley had something to do with that. Uh, could be, because he's here and they're not. Right. Did he tell everyone to uh, handcuff themselves just in case they, they, uh, you know, they, uh, they, they run out of oxygen? The buddy system? <laughs> well, yeah, this way they're all going to turn to walkers if they run out of air, and then he kills them all so that he gets all the air. Oh That's what God. I'm thinking he did. Yeah. Because he's he's a crazy bastard. He is. Morgan's radiation detector is going through the roof. Doesn't matter. He'll be fine. Uh, a female walker, not in uniform, so I don't know what she was doing on the ship. Yeah. Full of radiation comes at them. Oh, like they don't bubbles kill on her, her head, all this Yeah, oh, it's gross. Yeah. Uh, they realize whatever's behind the door is loaded with radiation. Grace says, if he goes in, he's going to be killed. Oh. He says, how long would I have... If I go in there, how long will I live? He's crazy. She says, maybe days. Oof. Maybe days. And, it, and it's a horrible death. Strand finds a ladder going up. He says there's no radiation, so they go up like they're going to go over the walkers. There's more walkers handcuffed and dead, and there's a bunch behind a barricade. Morgan sees a picture of Riley on the wall, so he knows he was, in fact, a crewman. Yep. Strand tells Morgan that Alicia gave him a message and that he should try to save everybody. And Strand says, Morgan... You don't want anyone to die, so they won't. Like, I'm here. We're going to make sure nobody dies. Yeah. And then once he has uh, Morgan sort of, like, uh, distracted, he knocks Morgan down to the ground as the walkers are coming, breaks off the axe handle off his his weapon, and is about to go into the radioactive area himself. That crazy SOB. I I rewound that part because I'm like, did I just, what? (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> or at least at least he was going into one of the hatches. I don't know if it was the, the radiation one. Morgan is uh, was covered in walkers. We have no idea what happens at this point. No. We just assume he's dead, but it's Morgan. He doesn't die. He doesn't die. Dakota comes out of nowhere with a gun. Again, on a submarine. She She's finds him. She's a psycho. <laughs> and she makes Strand drop, uh, drop the weapon. Dakota gets on the microphone and starts doing her whiny, complaining, I want to be me. And tells everyone that they don't believe in Morgan's mission. She didn't believe it. She said John told her the world had meaning, but it doesn't. And then she says Strand killed Morgan. Oh, my God. And now Grace has a meltdown. Right. So she's talking to Strand, and Strand's doing his Strand routine, trying to talk his way out of it. She fires the gun at Strand at the exact second (laughs) that Morgan knocks into her. So he, where where does Strand get hit? Oh, the shoulder. The shoulder. <laughs> shoulder bullshit. <laughs> right. So was she aiming for his heart? 
and he knocked it, her her uh, her arm a little to the right and went into his shoulder. Yeah, what if he, I, that's what, what if, I think. What if she was aiming at his left side, and Morgan knocked her arm and she shot him in the heart? How Ooh. come it's never knock you knock their arm into the bad part of the body? Where they, <laughs> it's it's always it's always a limb that it's like eh, I think you're, eh, you're yeah. Right. So another example of shoulder. Okay. Yes, There's shoulder. more coming. Um, <laughs> Morgan has the bottom half of his stick, which I guess is all he needed to survive. Yep. Somehow he got off the ground, covered in walkers with his stick. I, I don't know how you swing a stick on the ground, but all right. I don't either. He tells Strand, it's not about me. I'm the one who gave him the damn key. I did it to save Grace and her baby. I can't let that be for nothing. Because Strand was like, you know, it's, can't make this about you, Morgan. He's like, it's not about me. You know, but I I, I have to save these people. Because it's, it's sort of his fault, though. A little bit. Morgan gets on the mic, tells everyone he's alive, and it ends now. This ends now. Very tough, right? <laughs> yeah. He gives Strand the axe and says, we'll deal with what you did later. You've already cost us enough time. Then Morgan gives him a badass, let's do this look. <laughs> like, all right, they're going to go do this. Let's go do this. Riley is locked in with Teddy into the control room, and he says, two minutes away from launch. Oh, my God. Morgan's outside trying to swipe access cards. He pulled off the bodies of the dead officers that were on him. Right? Yep. And none of them are working. Morgan says he took the bodies, the cards off the bodies of the walkers when Strand left him. And Strand says, I guess I did the right thing because you wouldn't have these cards. And Morgan says, you need to stop. <laughs> like Strand wants credit. Yeah, please, please stop right now. Right. So Morgan has one card left. Again, you know what? Shouldn't uh, you maybe have like two or three cards left? You would think. Why does it always have to be the last card? Now, if he had 10 cards, obviously it's always the last card you swipe because why would you swipe any more after that? But it's the last card he has. Come on. I, I know. Millions Convenient. of lives are in the balance because you took the wrong order of cards. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So Morgan opens the door and they can't stop the launch. They, they've launched the missile. It leaves the submarine and goes straight up. Much like Jeff Bezos will be doing. <laughs> yes. Riley says there are 10 warheads on the missile and they're going to go all over the place. Teddy says, don't worry, Morgan. The world's going to be a better place. You just won't get to see it yourself. Mm. Morgan tells Strand to let them go. Uh, I assume it was a move to get to the control stick because he looked over at the control stick a couple of times. So I figured, ah, you know what? Get these guys out of there. Grab the control stick and maybe you can redirect the missile. Yeah. Maybe fly it over the water because you're near a naval base. Fly it into the Gulf of Mexico. Right? There must be some guidance control. You would think so. Something on that big panel they were navigating. But he doesn't do that. Then he says to Strand, you only did what you did so you could tell Alicia you were a hero. Strand puts down the axe hand on the leaves. Because he's busted. He's busted. He was going to play the hero so he could be like, look, I played the... But now we find out later... Well, we find out later that wasn't the case. Yeah. He wasn't actually uh, trying to play hero. All right, we got a lot more to get into... Uh, I don't have a uh, another present from MIPS to oh, play into the commercial break. Okay. But uh, we'll be right back after this. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. All right, Jamie. You with me? I'm with you. All right. So let's talk about episode 16. Okay. Because that was your finale episode. It was called In the Beginning, right? Or The Beginning. Something yep, like that. The Beginning. The Beginning. The episode starts off. Remember I mentioned her? Where's the ranger's wife with the baby? Yeah. So she's in a pickup truck. And of course, what's the rule? Uh, you have to have a tire blowout. Right. Have to. If you're, have right. To. If you're in a if you're in a moving vehicle, it's going to break <laughs> down. Yes. So the tire looks like it exploded in seven places. Yeah, it was okay? not good. She has a. Did you notice the dog was in the flatbed part of the pickup truck? Y- yes. Why, why would you have the dog in the flatbed when it could jump off and go after a walker, or a walker could reach in and grab it? I know. I was like, I would have put my dog locked in the car with the baby. Right. She gets on the walkie-talkie to ask for help at the exact time Morgan is giving a speech about making the rest of your life mean something. Of course. So there's nobody who's going to hear her. She needs help. By the way, every time they cut to another group of survivors, they cut to the same exact point in time when Morgan was giving that speech. Yes, they do. They do. So that you can see that these were all happening at the same time. Otherwise, yeah. it looks like the missile was up there for 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah that, exactly. That's what everyone would have thought. So she tries to pull the tire off the rim by hand. Which is moronic. First of all, let's say you were able to pull it off the rim because it was flattened. Right? How mm-hmm. are you getting the other tire on? Yeah, you're right. I, she I, went, I've never it, changed a tire, but I know, yeah, that much It didn't least. look like she was trying to pull the rim off as much as it looked like she was trying to pull the tire pull off the, the rim. Pull the tire off. I think that's what she was doing. Either way, if there was no bolts holding it on, it would have come right off, usually. Yeah. I didn't see her with a tire iron, so how's she going to pull the lug nuts off? I thought about that too. I'm like, you have no tools. Right. I want you to look at the scene again. If you, if you have it on demand or on your DVR, you have a chance to watch the scene again. She's got her, she's squatting, right? Like a catcher. And her knees are bent behind the tire. She is behind the tire. As she's got her left arm wrapped around the front of it. 
She's, can I be more clear with this? She's behind the tire. They show her pulling it, pulling it, pulling it, pulling it. Now, the car is jacked up, by the way, right? Yes. She pulls the tire, and the next thing you see is the tire laying on her leg. With her leg, not, her leg wasn't forward with her foot towards the front of the car. Her foot was behind her, and the thing fell on her back calf muscle, on, on the back of her leg. Yes. Right? How does that happen if you are squatting behind the tire? She would have had to lunge forward and slide her leg under the tire. Underneath it. Yeah. I thought I was like, I rewound that part too. That is I thought that was lazy weird. ass writing where you're just like, and we need her to like, like to break. And go. There, there had to have been a better way. She could have been sitting like, you know, pretzeled up like to yeah. the side of the tire and pulled it onto her leg. Yeah. You just could have been more. Cl- I just thought of that now. I just improv that. I just, off the top <laughs> of my head, I said that. Well, it's under my notes. How hard is it to go, well, what could she have done to fall on her leg? Oh, we'll have her like completely change direction and almost stick any, her... any other position. Right. There's no, there was no way to get in the position she was in for the top. Okay. Now it looked oh. good. I mean, it was uh, the bone coming out, it was a compound fracture. She barely, am I the only one? She barely screamed or made a sound. Right. Also, I'm like, uh, also, I don't know. I'm sure it hurts. Her bone but a, was sticking out. But a tire falling about six inches. I know the car is on it. Maybe it would squish it a little bit. Oof. I don't know about the bone coming out like that. I don't know. I'm not going to try Oof. it at home. It oh, just seemed God. like a bit a bit much. Ooh. Yeah. So she, was... she puts a splint on it. She has wood nearby. She takes the baby, and the baby's crying, of course, which is going to draw more walkers. Oh, my God. That's the first thing I thought. I'm like, girl, you can't walk, and your baby's screaming its head off. Right. And she's limping like she's a walker. Okay, she realizes she's not going to make it. She falls down. She sees the missiles are heading towards Earth. Again, how long does it take for a missile traveling at hundreds of miles an hour to go from this from the clouds down? A couple minutes. I mean, two minutes. Two? I would think just a couple, and that would be it. And then they start with the warheads would start to come out. Yeah. All right. I, I'll do the math later. But it's not important. Okay. <laughs> so she takes out a knife, and for a second, it looked like she was going to stab the baby in the in the in the bag. Um, but she doesn't do that. She ties a rope around the dog and tells it to find new people. She ties the other end of the rope around herself, puts a bandana in her mouth, and stabs herself in the oh, gut. That was hard to watch. Yeah. The baby is now in her backpack. On, on her, her back, back in, instead of the, her front, yes. Right. We'll see what happens later. But at that point, I don't know what she... I didn't realize what she meant by... Telling the dog, go find new people. Me either. I was sitting there. I'm like, what the hell is she doing? Right. I'm like, she's going to be a walker. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I'm like, wait, she's tying it to herself? I was so confused at first. (laughs) Right. Okay. Uh, Cut to Daniel in the SWAT truck, writing down coordinates uh, on the wall of the SWAT truck. Raleigh and Wes drive up with a beaten up Riley. They say they got him to confess about an underground bunker under a hotel where Alicia is. And Daniel doesn't believe him and says, I have coordinates for a better place uh, from a voice I heard. And, you know, Daniel was losing his mind a couple of weeks ago, so nobody I believes know. him. He says yeah. he recognized the voice, he just doesn't know who it is, and they think he's confused. Like, I would too. The old guy's confused again. Oh, boy. And he says, I, 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 you know what? I, I'm not sure. Let's go where Riley said to go. So he doesn't have faith in himself. He yeah. says, let's go where, where Riley said it's safe. Now, at that point, I'm thinking, I know Riley got beaten up, 
but he's he's ready to die. Yeah, very ready. Why would he tell the people he wants to die where the hotel is? Unless he thought he would kill them then. Didn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, but the the plan was for him for it wasn't the plan wasn't for him to live, right? The plan was for him to die with Teddy. Even though that, he could have easily gone their, into the hotel. Yeah, that was their plan. So they're in the SWAT truck. Now the SWAT truck is an indestructible vehicle of war. Right? The AMRAP. Yes. He drives over a bunch of walkers, which this thing has driven over many times. Oh, tons. Right? Because there just happens to be walkers in the road when they're trying to get somewhere. Of course there are. Right after that. Because what's the rule, Jamie? Any car that goes on the road, they're going to find a tree, walkers, or they're going to blow out. Right. It's not. It's going to break down. Yes. Any vehicle is going to break down. Is the shortened version of the rule. <laughs> so there's a herd of walkers right outside because there was more than he didn't run over. Sarah gets under the truck. Luckily, she's got a welding torch. Which they use to blowtorch open the uh, the submarine. Yes. And now they have the blowtorch. So she's able to blowtorch the Do problem. Do a patch job. <laughs> There's some brake problem needs to be blowtorched. I think you have to have metal to weld, but she's welding something that I don't understand. Was it leaking? Because if it's leaking, they're out of fluid. It's. Uh, so what did she really weld? See. Yeah. And if you're a car guy, I don't really care. I'm just saying it didn't just seem kind of. <laughs> Kind of, I'm calling uh, welding bullshit right there. <laughs> the rabbi tells her she and her brother will be together again at some point. And I'm thinking, yeah, heaven. <laughs> that's what I, that's how I right. took it. I'm like, I don't think he means like right. in like, real life. At any other, like anybody else says that to her, it means like you're going to see him, don't worry. But yeah. the rabbi's saying it. So it's sort of like, you guys will be together in heaven. I Didn't he go some way or another? Like, And I'm like, okay, that's not a good yeah. sign. <laughs> uh, Daniel asks... Riley, why he's telling him where the place is for them to live if he wanted everyone to die. And he says, I want to see the look on your face. He says, you think we're crazy, but we're not. The phoenix will rise quicker than you think. Okay? Hmm. Very important he said that. The phoenix will rise quicker than you think, which is one of their cult catchphrases, right? Yeah. They kill all the walkers, and Daniel, for some reason, gets out of the truck. He has no reason to get out of the truck. But he gets out of the truck. Raleigh says, we'll get out of this thing yet like a phoenix. And now, first of all, it's not the most unusual expression. But uh, it's about a bird that comes out of its own ashes and flames. And, and rises and up like, rise a new up. Be- like a new beginning. Like a new beginning, right. And mm-hmm. one of the, the best X-Men characters in the comic books, Phoenix. <laughs> not in the movies, though. Terrible movies. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um... When Danielle hears him use the term Phoenix, he twitches Uh-oh. like. Uh, Daniel asks Luciana for a gun. She says, "Do you really think any of the traders from Tanktown should die?" I don't. I don't know what that means. Do you really think any of the traders from Tanktown should die? I don't know if, if he said should. I think he meant should live. I don't know. I don't know what he, what he meant. Um, yeah, I'll have to go check my notes. Anyway, he shoots Raleigh in the head. Is really what I'm getting at. Uh, yeah, he does. Right in the head. Doesn't Daniel says Raleigh was working with Riley. He's the one that tipped them off at the submarine. They were coming. Uh, Riley stands up to come out of the back of the SWAT truck kind of slowly. He wasn't exactly running at him. No. And Charlie shoots him through the chest. Not in the shoulder, well, she, by the way. She, she's good at that. <laughs> yeah. Riley admits that Raleigh lost faith in their community at the dam when everyone turned on each other because of Daniel. He says, you have you, yourself to thank for that. Riley says they were just going to drive them somewhere with a great view. 
Oh my God, sickos. Now, they don't know where the warheads were going necessarily, so I'm not really sure how they knew where a great view would be. Yeah. But it sounded good. Daniel says, we still have time to get to the coordinates. And Luciana says, uh, listen, he figured out Raleigh was a bad guy, yeah. so we can trust him. Let's go to the coordinates. Dwight and Sherry are on a horse. Uh, by the way, the horse at this point, I'm sure, is dead. Spoiler. I, yeah, I know. I thought about that. Right. Um, they find an old shack, and Sherry says, let's go in there. Maybe they have some beer and pretzels. <laughs> it's the one thing we promised we would do when we got back yeah. together, and we still haven't done it. And I yeah. said to myself, here, if there's beer and pretzels in that damn house, I'm turning this shit off. Because there's no <laughs> way, this many years into the apocalypse, there's no way. So Dwight found beer, but no pretzels. Warm so I was like, beer. all right, okay, no, nope, all right, fine. Warm beer, well, yeah. Sherry gets emotional about how she wasted time with him, and um, we miraculously found each other. It's my fault. I was so caught up in the past. It's some of the worst acting I've seen on television in a long time. <laughs> oh, and then you were, gonna, and then I was going to, she doesn't even look sad. She looks like she's squinting. That's it. Yeah. Yes, yes, she does, she does. There's, I, it's just so, oh my God. Right. <laughs> Dwight kisses her and says, let's make the most out of the time we have. And at that moment, the homeowners come out with a bat. The, 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 the guy's a big dude with a bat. Big guy. And uh, he's got a daughter with him. The wife comes out of another door. They both come running out. And Dwight and Sherry pull guns on them and say, we don't mean you any harm. The father says, are you with those other people? The people that took our shelter? They kicked us out. And they kept talking about the end is the beginning. Oh and God. Dwight says, where is it? I'm going to go get your, your shed back. Yeah. You're right. So these people that were ready to die somehow found this shack, this house, that has a storm shelter with supplies. How convenient. And it happens to be the one Dwight and Sherry show up to because they were looking for some schoolhouse. That's were, even harder odds that there was that house that they right. went to. So Dwight and Sherry were not even where they were supposed to be. And these two idiots find a storm shelter <laughs> and, and then don't kill the couple for no reason. It's just like, we're taking your storm shelter and you guys can stay up there. Yeah. Never thinking they might try to like come back or drop a grenade in or get a gun. They, they don't know what they have. So that was weird. They tie rope to the doors. They have the horses pull the doors off the hinges now, it's a good thing the hinges gave. Otherwise, the, the horse would have been ripped apart. I know. Oh, my God. They the, just trusted faith right, right there. The two idiots come up with automatic weapons, and they shoot oh them in God. the back. Yep. Because they, they run up not realizing that somebody's up there. We should probably be a little more careful. Yeah, let's not run right into it. <laughs> so they killed one. Um, Dwight shoots one of them in the leg, and they tell him they're going to make him watch what happens. And then Sherry oh shoots God. him in the other leg so he can't leave. Oh. The five of them... Going into the bomb shelter. So now they're, I guess they're safe. Teddy and Dakota are driving in a truck to go get a good view. They're going somewhere where there's a good view. Again, how do they know exactly where the bomb's going to hit? But they're going to get a good view. Kind of on like a, like an overlook or something like right, that. Right, right. But he says he's just going there for a good view. Okay. Uh, sure you are. She says he's the first person that didn't tell her to change and that she can be who he is, who she is around him. We get it. We get it. He told you not to change. We get it. You're crazy. He's crazy. No wonder he didn't tell you to change. You're both crazy. <laughs> <He's> both crazy. <laughs> it's not like he loves you. You're nothing special. 
He needs you, and you're also crazy and yeah. young and stupid and gullible. Yep. Check, check, check. Now we get to part one of the dumbest scene of the year. <laughs> of the year. Of the year. Part one. Oh, oh my God. Okay. So they're by the overlook, right? There's a fence to overlook the valley. Yep. He kisses her on the head, and then John Dory Sr. shows up out of nowhere. Was he following them? Did they not notice a truck in a zombie apocalypse? You wouldn't notice another vehicle? You wouldn't hear it, see it. Right. But he's there. He says, you're spending your last moments alive coming after me before you turn to mulch. Okay. Again, how did he find him? Uh, Unbelievable tracking bullshit. (laughs) Unbelievable tracking bullshit. John says, I'm not here for you, Teddy. I'm here for Dakota. Remember, Remember Dakota killed his son. Yes. I just want to say something to her, and I hope she'll listen. Dakota says, you're just trying to get me to change my mind. Like every bad guy. You'll never take me alive, coppers. <laughs> he says, my son was right. It's not too late to change. He'll, it'll make your life and his life mean something. You have to believe people are better than the way they act. Yeah. She says, this is why he ended up with a bullet in him. Oh, my God. Right? So the warheads are coming to the ground. He tracks down this mass murderer who he's been hunting for 40 years. Decides he's done with him because he's going to die anyway. He wants to save Dakota. Now look, I'm all about being religious and and, uh, a good person. It's a zombie apocalypse. She killed your son. She, she, She was instrumental in stopping Alicia from stopping Teddy. She's a big reason why all these people are going to die. And you're still concerned about her. You could have been looking for shelter, but you're looking for Teddy to say, you know, I need my son's words to mean something. I know. He says, people will surprise you if you let them. He says, look, I walked out on John. I left my family with a world of hurt and they forgave me years later. He says, I forgive you for killing John for taking my son's life. Okay. Great. (laughs) You're a good guy. Teddy says she has nothing to be sorry for. Don't be sorry that you killed John. Dakota says, do you really mean that? And he says, yes, I do. And he puts his gun down. He he has two guns. He puts one of them on the ground. Yes. She kills your son. She's a maniac. She has a gun pointed currently at your face. Right. Teddy goes to shoot him. Oh, my God. Okay? Because he has a gun, too. Yeah, of course. And June, who is now a marksman. I know, right? (laughs) From behind her car. From, oh from behind God. the truck, I can't. she shoots the gun out of Teddy's hand. Bullshit. <laughs> you, did not, you did not get gun shooting skills from having sex with John Dory. That's not how it works. <laughs> and John says, she's an even better shot than I am. Yeah, you were the guy who was up on the hill. You couldn't shoot anybody. You were missing everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. He Remember tried him? to shoot them and they were miss- kept missing left and right. And June says, I'm also there to forgive you. This is this is too much. I also believe people can change. What are you doing? <laughs> You're in a zombie apocalypse. If you thought people could change, why'd you shoot her mother? Right in the head. Right. Besides, Dakota just said, I don't want people around me who want me to change. But yet oh June God. says to her, I believe people can change. That's she not just, what she wants to hear. She just said, I don't want to be around people who think I can be changed. So your first response is, I think people can change. I would have shot June right there. (laughs) So Dakota says, then why'd you shoot Virginia? June says, well, you know, 
uh, after John died, I lost who I was. What? But now I have it. Now, 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 now it's all good. It's all good. Remember no, that thing I, I, I believed in that I stopped believing it? I believe Never in it mind. again. It's all good. <laughs> now, this is where I call mega, mega nuclear bullshit. Oh, my God. I cannot wait. For no reason, right? Dakota now has John's gun on the ground. June wants to forgive her. For no reason whatsoever, in the exact spot where John Dory placed his gun down, he decides he's going to kick the gun away, even though no one asked him to kick the gun away. <laughs> the gun scrapes against some metal on the ground. I knew you were going to talk about this. I knew you were going to call bullshit. John I says, what's under there? So oh, what at is that under point, here? Teddy needs to shoot him. But no, yes. Teddy lets him grab the handle. And open it. And open it, which it's a bomb shelter door. Why Shocker. is there a bomb shelter door on a, on a lookout spot over a valley? Oh, my God. Why would you be in the side of a mountain? And how did uh, Teddy find that? Right. How did Teddy know it was there if it's completely covered by dirt and mulch? How does Teddy, a guy who got out of prison, who's been living underground for, for years, know, know about, about this? Right. Unless it's connected to the hotel in some way and they followed it and came up out of it. And then, well, perfect, that would be wild. and then perfectly covered it. So the, now look, next season we got to see our our um, John and June going to end up in the hotel. Yeah, that's true. Right? They or follow they just, that down, or they just living in a tube with no food in it. <laughs> living in a tube. <laughs> so of all the places to find Teddy, right now Teddy may have known it was there, but for John to put the gun down in the three foot. <laughs> circumference spot radius and then for some reason put his gun on it and then kick it for no reason <laughs> bullshit 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 <laughs> Dakota says what's this so I yelled bullshit it's bullshit Dakota <laughs> it's bullshit Dakota why didn't you tell me about this Teddy I and he says I couldn't let anyone else find out about it I couldn't trust anyone who's gonna find out there's 11 people left in Texas who's gonna find <laughs> out the two of them were alone right He's standing yeah. on the hill saying, we're going to watch the nuclear thing explode and we're going to die together. He couldn't tell her there was a trap door there. Why wouldn't he tell her? Or why wouldn't he say I was about to surprise you? He yeah, told him. I, that's, that's what I thought he was going to say is I was just about to tell you. Sue. So what was he going to do? Take the gun from, from Dakota, throw her over the railing and then go in the hole himself? I thought about that too. I'm like, is he? That was at his plan this whole time. Right, He's what just was gonna the kick plan? her over the edge. Either you were gonna take her in the hole, in which case, why didn't you take her and tell yes. her there was a hole there? If you're not gonna take her in the hole, why didn't you shoot her at this point? I thought the same thing. Right? I, I just, it all makes no sense. <laughs> John says, you know, uh, Teddy only needed you because it takes two people to turn the keys to fire missiles. I didn't understand that point. Since they already fired the missile, they're about to die, right? Oh my god! So it wasn't just me. I thought that too. I'm like, wait a minute. They already it's done. Like, right. We're not, we don't. He doesn't need her for that. Right. He had Riley for that. Exactly. And and Riley went off without Teddy for some reason. He got captured by Riley and and Wes. Why wouldn't he stick with Teddy? It, weird. It, none of it's making sense. Teddy says you can be who you are and die who you are, right? Don't go with them and be someone you're not. It's your choice. So, like, okay, again with the be who you are I'm thing. I'm so sick of this argument. All right, let's cut to Strand. He's on horseback. He enters into an, a random office building, fights his way through walkers, 
And I said, he's certainly not looking to find uh, shelter because yeah. he's not, not underground shelter because he keeps going up more stairs. Yes, that's what I thought. I'm like, what are you doing? He kept going up and up and up. I'm like, wrong right. way, he, sir. He finds an area where survivors were camped out. They're all dead. Oh, all of them. He looks outside. The, the streets are filled with walkers, so he can't leave. That's when he screams, like in the trailer. They showed us him going, yeah, like that. <laughs> then he goes up a few more flights for some reason, and here's music. Again, why are you going up? Why are you going up? That's the worst direction to go right. when a nuclear bomb is about to hit. He walks into an art gallery with of paintings and old weapons, the kind of place he would live in with a record player playing a record. It's, yeah. it's like if any place he won't ever want to be, it's this office building in this room. Yeah. Some guy with glasses, we'll find out his name later is Howard, pulls a rifle on me on him and makes him drop his gun. He says to the guy, did you see the missile? And Howard says, uh, yeah, it's hard to miss. Well, it isn't hard to miss if you weren't looking out the window. It's a fair question. <laughs> That's true. The guy asks if the missiles are going to hit anywhere where, near where they are. And he says, they're going to hit everywhere. There's 10 warheads. Uh, I was there. Um, so unless there's some place we can shelter, we don't have much of a chance or a choice. Yeah. So the guy says, well, let's make the best of it and gives him some aged bourbon. At this point, Strand's got to be like, what a way to go. Yeah, bourbon artwork and bourbon. <laughs> so Victor sees the man is wearing a Saint Christopher necklace, I think, a religious medal. Yeah, and he says, "Are you a religious man?" Right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, "Are you religious?" He says, "Are you a religious man?" And the guy says, "No, my wife was." Yeah, your wife was a religious man. Well, <laughs> who's religious- writing the script? Religi- yeah, that's true. Religious person. You you would say, oh, are you religious? Are you religious? No, my wife was. He says, are you a religious man? And his response is, no, my wife was. Now, look, if you want to be married to a man, <laughs> that's fine. If you want to call your wife your man, your man's your wife. I, I, listen, 2021 zombie apocalypse. I guess they're more like 2014 at this point, whatever year they're in. Whatever. Hey, whatever. I don't, I don't judge. But as far as writing goes, if they meant what they meant, that's some bad writing. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. I didn't pick up on that. The man asks Strand what happened, and Strand says, we were trying to build something special, and another group was trying to end everything, and it came down to two men who had to give their lives so everyone, uh, for everyone else, but when push came to shove, one of them couldn't do it. He wanted to survive and take all the glory for himself, and in the end, consigned everyone up to the destruction he was trying to circumvent. He says... One man wanted to survive and take all the glory for himself. Well, I don't think that was an opportunity to do that. If you survived, you didn't do what you had to to get the glory. Exactly. The glory and else would be dead. The glory was cutting through the radiation to get to the, the control room faster. So yeah. that didn't make sense. I think he the writing the writer's fucked up on that one as well. Yeah. The man says, Which one were you? And Strand says, I was the one who was ready to die. So at that point, what were you thinking he meant? I don't. I, I thought he lost his mind. I don't know what he was. I know he was lying. He was spitting bullshit to this guy. Right. So I wasn't sure if he meant, well, I thought he meant Morgan wasn't willing to die. He wanted the glory. And, and he knew Morgan would stop him. And so he threw Morgan to the ground so he could sacrifice his life and save the day. And Morgan wouldn't have to die from the radiation. Yeah. 
That's what I thought he was implying. So for a second, I thought, wow, look at that. Strand has turned the corner. He was yeah. trying to save Morgan. The man asks why he's here, and he says, Strand says, this must be the ending I deserved. The man says, I wish I had met you sooner. Uh, my name is Howard. He says, my name is Morgan Jones. Oh, my God. So then God. I thought, what is he fuck? saying he's Morgan Jones? Because when he said he was the man that wanted, that was willing to die, that was Morgan Jones, and he wishes he was Morgan Jones? That's what, So I guess he's like telling the story of Morgan Jones, and he was the coward after all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, we got to talk about the ending of the episode. A lot more shoulder stuff. <laughs> uh, a lot more a lot more bullshit. And the continuation of the dumbest scene, at least in a year, <laughs> right after this. Hey, this is Ian Coletti. I play Eugene Root, a.k.a. Arseface on AMC's Preacher. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. All right. Morgan is in the control room, desperately trying to divert the missiles. Grace uh, walks in and says, look, even if we survive the explosions, the radiation will kill us. Yeah. And I know what radiation does to people. There's no escaping it. It's long and painful. Oof. I'm not going to watch that happen again to someone I love. And Morgan perks up she when he realizes it, she L says, she, she loves me. She loves me. Morgan and Grace kiss. He tells her he loves her too. <laughs> she pulls a gun out, puts, puts it on the counter and says, Morgan, please don't let me watch that again. Morgan says, I wanted to live with you, take care of you, build something for Athena. 
He apologized to her and he said, I thought I could have a family again, be a husband again, be a father. She says, you can just not here. Meaning you can be Athena's father, you know, in heaven. That's what I, how I took it. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm not one of those people. So to me, it's like, no, the baby's dead. You're going to be dead. You're all going to be that's, turned to ash. I'm not yeah. a big like, oh, we'll raise the baby in heaven kind of person. No. Because that's either. not how it works. I, if, yeah. I, if it works at all, I have to believe babies don't age in heaven. Uh, does that mean people age in heaven? So if you die at 90, do you keep aging to where like you're a decrepit turn to dust and bones? Like, how does that yeah. work? How do you raise a baby if you're a spirit? I don't. I Plus, don't, she has a dad in heaven already. Well, she, I, yeah, that dad's dead. Right. Thank you. That dad yeah. died already. Yeah, Morgan's so, gonna be like, well, but I was raising the kid. It's my baby. But she, he wanted that baby, but he didn't make it. Right. He's already up there with her. Right. So she right. has a dad. So get a load of Morgan trying to steal the baby in heaven. Well, <laughs> she's giving him the baby in heaven. She's like, well, oh, you'll raise is. the baby in heaven. Well, you know what? He's going to kill himself and then find out he's not the father, which he knows. <laughs> and then you're right. Baby daddy's going to be like, whoa, whoa. You are not the father. You've barely known this. <laughs> Who are you? You can't raise Athena. You never, you met her. You, she was dead. <laughs> I know. And I, 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 ah, okay. So they put their foreheads together and Morgan puts the gun to the back of his head. I guess assuming the bullet will go through both of them. She says, I can hear the baby crying. And he says, I can too. Very romantic, right? Yeah. Um, But, but they didn't actually hear a baby crying. Well, they did. It was a baby outside, which I want to point out. Okay. I want to point this out. I'm not sure you guys all realize this. Listeners, right? Yeah. Okay. They're in the middle of a submarine and they heard a baby in a backpack outside the submarine. And there are several layers down. Yeah, I'm saying they're in the center of a submarine. Yeah. And somehow they heard a baby crying. How? (laughs) I I don't know. know. Baby crying (laughs) bullshit. So they go outside and the dog is dragging Walker Rachel. Now with the sense. baby in the backpack. Somehow, no, wait, wait for the bullshit. <laughs> Somehow, from the dirt road where the truck broke down, the dog knew to go to the submarine, a place it had never been before. Uh, that's true. Dog bullshit. Oh, dog bullshit. <laughs> now, it's a brilliant plan by the mother. However, I've talked about this, man, not recently. But one of the YouTubers I follow is a YouTube channel called Make a Path Presents. And he reviews not only The Walking Dead and other sci-fi things, but all all zombie programming. Okay? Anything zombie related, he'll review it. Okay? Yep. Anyway, he says that that dog pulling the dead walker with the baby in the backpack is a ripoff of something else. (gasps) Is this the plagiarism? So he shows a short film called Cargo. It's a I've zombie. I've seen that movie. Well, okay, there was a movie, but it was yeah. based on a, it was based on a short. Oh, interesting. In the short, I don't know if this happened in the movie cuz I didn't see the movie. I only saw the short. In the short, a guy is dying from being bitten. He puts his baby in his backpack behind him. Then he puts a a stick coming off of his body like you would like a mule. You put yeah. the carrot on the stick. He puts some some flesh of some kind on the end of the stick. My God. So when he taught when he comes a walker, the walker walk keeps walking forward towards the meat on the end of the stick. And eventually 
like Morgan and, and Grace, they find, they see him, they kill him, and hear the baby crying in the backpack. <gasps> that is plagiarism. So if it's a nod to them, they should have said something in the credits or in any of the interviews. But they yeah, have not. Yeah, I was going to say, in the, in the interview, they didn't say anything about the movie. Right, normally they'll the say, shirt. oh, that was an homage to George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. You know, on, or, or, um, or in the uh, Inside the Dead, when they, on Talking Dead. Oh, yeah. Right, they'll go, this scene was based on a short film cargo. Nope, nothing. Yeah, nothing. That is, that is some BS. Now, if they, if they came up with that exact scenario. Now, look, I know it's a dog pulling the walker, not the walker walking on its own. But the thought process of killing yourself to protect Still your baby pretty and putting similar. it in your backpack where you can't reach it, that's, that's, that is, that is something. <laughs> that is something. Right. So Morgan has the baby and now obviously feels like he has a reason to live. Uh, he's holding the baby. He's happy. He says it's like a gift from Athena. Enough with the gift from Athena. It was a dead, oh a dead, I'm, look. Okay. They're going crazy. Uh, look, a lot of people listening may have been in a similar situation. I don't want to make light of it. Uh, I just, you know, you're really getting over dramatic with the Athena thing. She was a figment of her imagination. A gift from Athena. So you think Athena arranged for Rachel's truck to fall on her leg. I know. In a poorly filmed scene so she could kill herself. That seems fair? That the, the, the baby arranged all of this? That Rachel didn't deserve to live with her own baby? I know. So please with that. Please. Yeah. So, and then Grace looked pissed. Did you notice that? Like, Yeah, she did look mad. Because Morgan's like, look, we got another baby. And Grace is like, but my baby's dead. This isn't She's just. like, uh, what the fuck? This you don't just replace what? a baby. This isn't Babies Are Us. We just give me a baby. <laughs> babies Are Us. Now, to Morgan, it doesn't matter that much because although it's not Grace's flesh and blood, it's a baby they can raise, right? It's still right? a baby that they can play house, I know. And, and, you That's... know, build the future of society. I get that. But Grace is like, I gotta, I can't just take a baby. I need a minute. That's not my baby. Right. And, and if someday, maybe, but, like, slow down. <laughs> By the way, Morgan in front of the submarine, horrible green screen. Horrible green screen. Oh, I wasn't really paying attention, I guess, to that. Yeah. Obviously not so horrible that you noticed it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So if there's a time jump, which there has to be, would never get. Remember, I was like, well, how are they going to raise a baby in the apocalypse? How are yeah. they going to schlep it around? Well, if they go into some kind of shelter with food, schlep it around. Then, then we'll just next season will be five years later, six years later. It'll be like little ass kicker. Yeah, running around. It'll be a six, seven year old kid, and then that teenage girl that went in the bunker with Shari and uh, Dwight, she'll oh, be a grown yeah. woman at that point. Yeah, that's right. The SWAT truck stops at Daniel's coordinates. Right? There's nothing there. And Riley says, I told you there was no escaping it. And Daniel drags his ass out of the truck onto the ground. A CRM helicopter shows up. Hello? Oh, my God. It's Isabella, right? Of course. That's her name. Uh, she's Isabella. holding a walkie-talkie. Uh, uh, and she and it's uh, Al on the walkie-talkie. Yeah, you're here, Al. Al says, I'm glad you got the coordinates. Don't ask the pilot any questions. Whatever her name is. Oh, it's, uh, it was Elizabeth, right? Whatever her name is. Elizabeth, right? Isabella. Isabella, Isabella right, I think, right. yeah. I don't know how many of you are, are here that would need help, but the less you guys know, the better. Yeah, like, shut up and get in. <laughs> now, if I counted correctly, there were six of them, right? I'm surprised they all fit in there. They all fit in a helicopter that doesn't look like it holds six. So no, Rabbi it sat in the front. Then we, we see Wes get in the back, squished in with uh, Luciana and uh, Daniel. 
Yep. And then where's uh, where's Sarah? She was in there somewhere. I remember seeing right? her. And then who else are we missing? It's one of the persons. Oh, Charlie. And Charlie. Right. So somewhere, are they in the back row? Is there a two seat in the <laughs> back row? Is there a back row? There must be in the no, back row, right? Okay. Nobody's sitting on laps. So think about that. Riley's dead, right? They're, he's going to die out there by himself. Yep. Raleigh wouldn't have fit in the helicopter. Good thing they shot him. Good thing, because... Helicopter convenience bullshit. (laughs) Seating bullshit. The only thing we need now is the helicopter to to get side impact bullshitted. Oh, my God. If that happens. So they fly off. Now, what we don't know is, is Isabella taking them to, like, someplace safe in Texas where Althea is waiting for them? Right? That's what I was wondering. She's not going to bring them to the CRM. No. Right? So we're not going to see Rick. It's not. That's not what's going to happen. They're going there. So again, anytime the season ends, they have to split the group up. Right? Always. Split the Always. group up again. That's the rule. That's the other so rule. So that half the season is them trying to get back together again. <laughs> again, the, the writing, the writing, the writing, the writing. Okay. Are you ready for the dumbest scene in a year? Continued? Oh my God. Okay, yes. Dakota tells John and June, I'm staying. I'm going to, going to die with Teddy. Okay. John says to June, did my son ever tell you about the St. Louis barn razor? Yes. Which I guess is like a, a patented move, like right? Like some, some trick move. Right. Yeah. Th- how many movies have you seen where they go, you know about the, uh, Ethiopian flim flam? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, uh, the 21 uh, card hustle shuffle. Yeah. You know, do you know the, uh, Cleveland hustle? Yeah, got it. Yep. <laughs> right? So it's like, yep, let's do But here's the thing. They announce that they're doing it. I know. they're, And clearly, even though they don't know the move, they know it's a move. They know there's something coming. The old St. <laughs> Louis Bond Razor. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So for some reason, John shoots up in the air. Dakota shoots John. Where does she shoot John? Shoulder. Shoulder. Grazes his shoulder. Like it, it like scrapes his jacket. Basically. He's eight feet away. She's been shooting people forever. With pretty good aim, too. So he's, so, okay. If you watch it in slow motion, she's got the gun pointed at him, right? Yeah. She allows him to take the gun out of his belt, point the gun up in the air, fire the gun, then she shoots him. What was she waiting for? Not that I wanted him to be shot, but like, what are you he waiting for? He could have for? pulled the gun out and shot the gun out of her hand. He or didn't shot need, her in the head. He didn't need the old uh, California heebie-jeebies. The he Mississippi just, two-step? Right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> the uh, the old uh, boot scootin' boogie or whatever. <laughs> the old back that ass up. <laughs> So, so she lets him fire the gun in the air. Oh, God. Now she decides to shoot him. Like you and that stupid barn razor bit shooting up yeah. in the air. So for the, for, the, for the audacity of firing his gun straight up for no reason, <laughs> she saw he had another gun. He puts the one gun on the ground. The other gun is hanging by his penis. It's just hanging there. <laughs> she didn't notice it, didn't care. They don't tell him to drop the other gun. Why? Because he kicked the first gun to the side. Yeah. Okay. So June, the marksman, shoots the gun out of her hand. I can't. I'm laughing so hard. Again. This is insane. Okay. (laughs) Nobody is going to shoot her. He's been shot. The two of them go down in the hole and they're like, you know what? We got to go. You live here. Do what you want. 
Peace out. Do your thing. Now, at this point, Teddy wanted to go in the hole. That's why he's there. Dakota pulls a gun on Teddy and says, did you ever really give a shit about me or did you just need me to turn the key? Okay. Again, the key's been turned, sweetheart. Right. So my point is, this brilliant man, as crazy as he is, why doesn't he say to her, if that was the case, I wouldn't have driven you here. There's no missiles here. Yeah. Right? I, I, I could have left you with the submarine. Convince her. Instead, he gives you the old hamana uh, hamana hamana look. I, <laughs> so then she shoots him. Right in the heart. Didn't miss this, doesn't miss the time. Then she looks for one more opportunity. She says, you told me not to change. I'm not now. I'm not going to change. And you never get to see your ending. Right? She She's shoots crazy. him in the chest. She shoots him in the head. My then God. she gives a speech that he can't hear. <laughs> Why didn't he, she shoot him in the chest, give the speech while he's on his knees? Right. And then shoot like, and you're not going to get to see your ending. Bang! Why? Why? why what? Uh, well, she's certifiable. So. But here's the thing. When she shot him in the head, it the scene was by itself, right? It was just yeah. like this, right? A, cl- a clip. When she gave the speech, it was a self-contained clip. It wasn't like they flowed into each other. I think yeah. somebody switched the scenes. <gasps> you think so? Yeah, yeah. Why else would you do that? I also, mean, it wouldn't make sense to shoot somebody, kill him, and it, then be like, and by the way. Right. Also, <laughs> I, I guess they wanted to save money. And they didn't want to shoot it again or they didn't notice it. When she goes to shoot him in the chest, right? She's mm-hmm. standing there pointing the gun at him. He flinches and blinks. And then she fires the gun. And the bullet goes off on his chest. And his mouth opens and he goes, oh, and he falls. <laughs> oh my God. Before she fired the gun, the he actor anticipated the gun going off. So he, fl- he blinks and flinches too early. <laughs> then the gun goes off. Then he does it again and goes, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> he how, actually sounded just like that, by the way. How did they miss him blinking like that? And if they didn't miss it, were they already like home at that point? Didn't want to go back? Don't, <laughs> or, or did they not want to like give him a clean shirt and set up the blood packet again? Yeah, right. Or just cut the part of him blinking. Right. They could have just shortened it. Editing bullshit. Yep. It's just, it's just I, I, I don't, who's putting this show together? I should be writing for this show. I told you that. Uh, and I, I agree with you. You should. Your ideas are great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. You are listening to the podcast. I am listening. All right. Howard and Strand are standing uh, uh, on the, the office building, floor to ceiling windows to watch the missile come down. Right? Yeah. The bomb goes off and they are bathed in light. Dakota is blasted into ashes. My God. But if you watch the scene, the yellow light makes her turn to ash. Yes. But then the red fire from the bomb goes off and she's and it blows by her and she's fine. Like it doesn't knock her body down. No, she's like standing there like to a burnt crisp. Right. From the yellow light. Yeah. Okay. Dwight and Sherry and the family survive the initial blast. They're holding the storm doors with rope. Mm. A nuclear bomb has gone off. And the shockwave is blowing past. It destroys the house. And yet they're able to hold the doors on 
And it flips cars in the air. And that's what I thought. I'm like, you're holding the shit on by a rope. <laughs> right. You'd think that this thing would pull the doors up in the air and pull and they them get with sucked it. in. Yeah. But all somehow, of them suck them in. They are holding them down. Meanwhile, there's not like this it's not airtight. You can see they've like turned a little bit. Oh yeah, no. They've broken off. They're right, not so even attacked. Radiation's gonna come in. Yeah. Okay. Strand <laughs> and Howard are alive. The glass held, the blast didn't reach them. I was shocked. Meanwhile, they gotta go somewhere. The radiation's gonna kill them. Strand starts laughing. Howard says, Why are you laughing? And Strand says, After all I've done, I'm still alive. Now, like when he's given cockroach. the speech, when he's given the speech, he's looking out the window, right? And there's nobody else in the shot. You can't see Howard. And he says, I'm not the man I told you I was. I was the other one. I'm Victor Strand, a man who has thrown men to the wolves. I am a, a grifter, a cheater. I've done it all my life. And despite the critics, I'm still here. I've had to rebuild myself from the ground up over and over and over again. And I'm still here. You want to do some good writing? At that point, while he's telling you how awful he is and he can't be trusted. And look at me. I'm still alive. This guy should have shot him in the head. Right. That's what I was thinking. Boom. Howard was just standing there. I'm like, what are you doing, Howard? This guy has just told you if push comes to shove, you are going to get pushed and shoved. He just said, I'm a bad man. Right. I know Strand's the star of the show, but how great would that have been? Him saying, like, I've done it. I'm still alive, even though I'm an awful person. Bang, right in the head. I, I would have screamed. I would have loved it. That would have been better writing. Sorry, <laughs> Coleman Domingo. But three years ago, you didn't want to do our podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. He didn't. So, <laughs> on you. <laughs> Morgan and Grace, when the bomb went off, went under a truck. They were between the wheels of a truck. Oh, my God. Okay? The gas tanker. First of all, how does a tanker full of gas, even if it has some gas in it, not blow up when a nuclear weapon hits it? I know. How did they survive under a truck that was rocking from the power of the bomb? I was waiting for it to fly in the air. It didn't fly up in the air and land on them the way the pickup truck landed on Rachel. Oh, my God. Somehow they survive. I'm calling bad bunker bullshit because <laughs> they're under bullshit. a truck. They're under a truck. A nuclear blast went off. Yeah, Somehow no the way. only person that died in a nuclear blast is Dakota. No way. How is that possible? Okay. Morgan and Grace come out from under the truck like, whew, we have dirt on us. Glad that right? we, we've survived that one. Morgan sees another warhead coming to the ground in the distance. Oh my God. This is where the terrible green screen is, right here. The, oh, the, the submarine, okay. terrible green screen. Morgan looks at Grace and the baby like, what do we do next? And then it ends. So wh- where are they going to go? Now, they There's could they could, go. they could climb back into the um, into submarine. the submarine. And there's probably food for the whole crew, right? And probably in like non-perishable packets and things. Yeah. Here's the problem. At some point, um, if they, unless it's operational, you'd run out of air. Even Very if you're two true. people on Very a ship true. built for 150, eventually you'd run out of air and you can't open the hatch because of radioactivity. All the radiation will come in. I don't know how they're getting out of this. I don't know how they're explaining it. I don't know how Morgan and Grace are going to go anywhere because we haven't seen all 10 missiles come down, all 10 warheads. No, we haven't. So if they drive in any direction, another one might come down near them. Mm. And they had to have been hit. Look, I'm going to have to look up how nuclear weapons work. 
in terms of is the radiation now only where it hit and it eventually will travel on the wind? Because look, in 1945, we dropped two uh, atomic bombs on Japan and those things leveled Japan for miles. Never mind what the awful radiation did. Yeah. But they leveled two huge two cities in Japan. Uh, granted, where they were was leveled area by the water, right? It was it was leveled. It wasn't like skyscrapers around. Yeah. But 10 warheads, which That's I have lots. to imagine are more powerful than the ones we dropped on Japan. I would think so. So, I I don't uh, That's all I got. <laughs> That's my, my official review is, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I'm throwing my hands up. I, I, <laughs> you know, like there was some action and it was some things and then, but then that, it got sloppy. I just want to let you know, I forgive you for shooting my son. I, again, I am not a religious man, but if somebody killed my kid, I'm not that person. I'm not, I'm just, and I, I, I'm, I'm not going to travel instead of looking for shelter. I've got to tell Dakota, I forgive her. She doesn't care. She doesn't give a shit. You're no wasting way. your time. She's mentally damaged. It's okay. Absolutely. Some people. She's not some kid who lost her way. She she, no. she uh, shoplifted from the candy store because, <laughs> you know, her mother left her home alone while she was out turning tricks. This is some serious mental stuff. <laughs> turning tricks. You know, like they, like they do. <laughs> like they do. <laughs> All right. Listen, I need a break from Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. Me um, too. The, the, did I talk about The Walking Dead at no. all? No. Oh, oh, then let me give you a little bit of Walking Dead news. Yes. The Walking Dead preview show. The Talking Dead Walking Dead preview show for season 11 is Sunday, August 15th. Woohoo! So yes. it'll be a special uh, with some of the cast, and they'll give you some snippets of what to expect Ooh, in the 11th and final season of The Walking Dead. Yay, Norman Snippets. So uh, I think we've got, we have till August now. I don't, I don't remember when World Beyond comes back, but whenever it is, it's too soon. Now, to Cheetah Girls. I don't. Yeah, I can't. I can't with that show. So uh, now, The Walking Dead's going to go on for what is it? Uh, twenty-two weeks. I'm yeah, sure there'll, yeah. be, there'll be two breaks, right? Was it twenty-four episodes? I think it was twenty-six episodes. No, twenty-four. I think it's twenty-four. 24, episodes. 24. Something like that. There'll be three seri- three sections of eight, or something like that. Whatever it is. Oh yeah, that makes sense. That it's makes a sense. lot of episodes, right? Yeah. So do they take a, a four-month hiatus next summer and bring back World Beyond? What does World World Beyond come back in the winter? Do they overlap them? I know we've talked about this on the podcast. I probably should listen to the podcast. I, oh, do you listen to the podcast? I should. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> here's here's the beauty of this podcast that we're taping it. I'm gonna just say we're gonna pause here. I'm gonna look it up. So hang on. Okay. And for the magic of editing, I just looked it up. There is oh. no official release date, to my <gasps> knowledge. According, There's not. According to the internet. Um. Wow. Yeah. So, let's see. Walking Dead World Beyond release date trailer. Let me see. As of December, there was no date. So, and then this article in on a website called therap.com says, is Fear the Walking Dead about to collide with the World Beyond? I'm not sure how that's possible since, huh. well, the helicopter technically I mean, could yes. end up on the World Beyond. Because Isabella's mom is Elizabeth from World Beyond. Right, but they're in the... No, that's not true. Huck's mom is Elizabeth. Oh, yeah, you're right. Right, Isabella's just some crazy lesbian in a helicopter. (laughs) Yes, you're right. That was our theory at one point. Yeah, but it wasn't that way. So maybe (laughs) that helicopter goes over to World Beyond. Wow. Right, flies from Texas to Nebraska. 
I mean, it's it's doable, I guess. That'd right? be wild. Well, actually, no, they're halfway to New York now. So they have to fly a helicopter from Texas to halfway yeah, to New York? Yeah, they're not going to have enough fuel. Unless they go to that hill with the fuel. But either way, I you know, I guess theoretically they could fly in that direction. And everybody else time jumps locked up in the ground. Oh, my God. Wherever they are. Yeah. All right. I, I, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm out of breath. I'm done. You exerted a lot of, uh, this was a lot of energy. Right. This now, let me, let me give you the, the game plan for the next uh, couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, if you're hearing this as we post it, the week of uh, the 14th of June, 2021. There's no more Walking Dead episodes. I'm going to tell you that Loki is fantastic. I've seen two episodes already on Disney+. Plus. It's awesome! Yay! So that's my show that I'm watching. Um, and that's it. So, uh, And then my morning show's on vacation the last week of June, first week of July, as it is every year. Okay. And so we may take a slight break from this podcast, but what a great opportunity to go back and listen to episodes you may have missed or wanted to hear again for Snappy Banter. And if true. you're not already listening, jump on over to the Brooklyn Boys podcast. I think you'll enjoy it. Start from episode zero. Work your way up. We're up to episode 179 or something like that. Man, you boys are on a roll. We're on a roll. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, anyway, Whoa baby. With that said, uh, hopefully everyone's enjoying their summer. Hopefully you're staying healthy. And uh, Jamie, it's time. What time is it? It's, it's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.